You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. This is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Lots to run through, as we always do. And uh, the next 60 minutes to run through it all on this Monday edition, of course. Hopefully you had a great weekend. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. We will get to that in a little bit. NBA All-Star Weekend is in the books. Maybe you uh, took a little part of the game last night. Team LeBron beating Team Giannis, 157-155. to Actually a close game. And the way they broke down the game with the target score kind of made it close and made it interesting, which is not generally the case with uh, a lot of All-Star games, certainly not with the NBA All-Star game. But Kawhi Leonard named the game MVP, and that's the first time, obviously, that the MVP award named after Kobe Bryant. So uh, at least the game provided you some moments, because i got to be honest, for NBA All-Star weekend, really did not make much of a blip. Like, if I asked you right now, who won the slam dunk contest, would you know? If I said to you, who won the three-point shootout, would you know? So at least the game gave you some some moments, because there was a time where NBA All-Star Weekend was an event. And I don't know exactly. They made some rule changes. They are open to doing different things, but it does not feel, and maybe it is just because of the way, the length of time and the amount of contests that we've had with the uh, the slam dunk. There's only so much you really can do, but it does not feel like that is nearly the event that it used to be. And um, hopefully, uh, I mean, outside of the the ending of the NBA All Star Game, I got to be honest. The the moment that left me the most uh, the the most uh, impact on me was the national anthem that was sung by Chaka Khan last night. Before, did you hear that? Did you see that? I believe it's still going on. Talk about stretching out the national anthem. I thought there was a new song that they had. It didn't even sound like the other song. Do you have that anywhere, Brian? Do we have that? That was that was uh, certainly made some choices there. Wow, very very odd. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed NBA All Star Weekend. Knicks are not back in action. I don't believe until Friday, so uh, we have a few days where we don't have to watch the Knicks and uh, watch them lose any more games. I think twenty seven games remaining. But uh, if you want to get in on the NBA All Star Weekend, but there's something that really impacted you. I don't think that there was. I don't think even for having as many trending topics as they had on Twitter, did not seem like it really had the impact this weekend that um, you, you would think. And speaking of things that are not over, the thing that did have an impact this weekend, the continued reaction to the Astros cheating scandal and the fact that the reaction does not seem like it's anywhere close to being over. You have you Darvish, the latest player coming out over the weekend and saying that he feels like the Astros 2017 title should be vacated, should be taken away. And really, it feels like since Thursday, even probably before that, but it's been this new round. The Astros speak on Thursday. Nobody felt like that went well. And it's almost like this battle between the Astros and Major League Baseball to see who can look worse. The Astros cheat. Major League Baseball doesn't do anything. The Astros get caught basically red-handed. Major League Baseball's punishment is not severe nearly enough. 
The Astros come out, give that begrudging, non-sincere apology. Then Carlos Correa, who actually was, on Thursday at least, seemed like one of the guys who was sincere. And then, since then, it's almost like he was told, hey, stop seeing so, so sincere. Go out there and uh, fight back, push back. And he's just given one excuse after another excuse. Major League Baseball certainly doesn't seem like they have any interest at all to truly getting to the bottom of it. They want to do just enough so that everybody will move on. And that sounds like a great idea to Dusty Baker. He wants the league to start telling teams to stop talking about it. It's not good for the game. You know what also is not good for the game? Having teams conducting a team-wide policy to cheat. That's not good for the game. And then you have reports over the weekend that Major League Baseball is going to be making sure that there's not any vigilante justice against the Astros. Don't want anybody throwing at these guys. Not like they've had any other punishment, so let's keep it consistent. The first thing you have to take away, and Rob Manfred conducted an interview, this is how bad the Astros' performance on Thursday was that the commissioner of baseball felt it necessary to come out and kind of explain away the Astros' performance. And i got to be honest, despite the great job that Carl Ravitch did trying to get answers, it's not like you're going to feel any better about it. But keep in mind, Major League Baseball's goal throughout this investigation has not been to punish the Astros. It's not to get to the bottom of things. It's to do just enough so people will stop focusing on it. It's a bad look for baseball. It's a bad look for the game. It's a bad look for the Astros. And mostly baseball, from the commissioner's office, wants you to stop focusing on it. Just move on. Don't buy them. You know what happened? 2017's a long time ago. Yeah, they cheated their way to a title, and that title is completely tainted. But let's not use the word tainted. Let's just move on. And remember... When they first came down with that investigation, one of the, they didn't want any of the teams talking about this. That was one of their main goals. Now, they haven't been able to, to enforce that goal because people keep asking about it. And what are you going to have? Players and, and, and teams just, no, we can't talk. Baseball doesn't want us to talk. That would make it even look worse. So maybe they're hoping now that people will get it out of their system and that by the time really spring training really heats up, Maybe people will move on. I doubt that's going to be the case. Mainly for three reasons. And we kind of laid these out on, on Saturday. But the first one is the punishment did not it, retroactively. It was not very punishing. The 2017 Astros escaped this investigation despite what it found. That they committed a crime, they got caught, and nothing happened to them. There's no punishment for the 2017 Astros. The players didn't retroactively get punished. They didn't take away the title. They didn't do anything. So the punishment for the actual crime, which was one aspect you would think that you were looking to, to, to get some closure on this, that you would at least say, you know what, all right, they committed a crime. You don't have a time machine to go back and change it. 
but at least they got their comeuppance. They didn't get anything. So they didn't get punished, and the punishment that did come down did not force them to feel any remorse whatsoever. Not the owner on Thursday, not the players on Thursday. They got away with it. And nothing really happened to them in the past. The second part of it is, and we'll hear from Rob Manfred coming up, the investigation done by baseball didn't really do anything. What what really broke the story was not Major League Baseball's investigation, which Rob Manfred admitted, yeah, they had heard these things, but, you know, you can't say these are formal complaints that teams... Teams went to Major League Baseball and said, we're pretty confident the Astros are stealing signals. Well, you know, who's to say what's a formal complaint? Did they fill out a form? Well, then it's not really a a formal complaint, is it? The investigation was broken open by Mike Fires going to the Athletic and saying what he did. And the work of people like John Boy going back and finding the video and saying, hey, look, this is what they did. And this is how they did it. And you can watch it and listen to it and see it. That's what the the main parts of this uncovered. It wasn't baseball giving immunity to the players. And it, um, I would say, what did Major League Baseball's investigation really uncover that you didn't already know? So they gave immunity to the players, basically because they knew they weren't going to be able to punish them in any way because of the players' union. So they said, oh, well, we'll go after the – we'll get the players on our side, so at least we have that aspect of it. But I would simply say, what did you get out of that immunity? Because it doesn't really feel like you got a whole lot. Because Mike Fires pointed you in the right direction, and then the video kind of backed that up. So your investigation didn't uncover anything. And the last reason why it seems like it's going to be hard for for fans, for for players, for anybody to move on, not just that the the 2017 went on with no punishment whatsoever, that the investigation doesn't feel like it did anything, there's no confidence that the cheating is over. Do you have any confidence that the Astros aren't still cheating? Because while it might just be paranoia at this point because they've already accomplished it and Maybe that paranoia is feeding into it at this point. But it seems like people within the game feel like that they're cheating in other ways too. And considering that the investigation by Major League Baseball didn't really uncover anything, it's kind of hard to have any confidence that baseball would be able to uncover anything that would still be going on. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll hear from Rob Manfred. Because he did conduct his interview last uh, night uh, with uh, with Carl Ravitch and gave some a- answers to some questions. And I'll be honest with you, didn't make me feel any better. It keeps feeling like, well, no, this this next step is going to help the, the healing process. And then the next step happens, whatever it is. The punishment comes down. The Astros talk. This person talks. And it just makes you more infuriated. Just makes you more infuriated. So we'll get into that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. We take you up until 6 o'clock, so lots to do today. Caught up on some movies this weekend as well. And I, saw, I don't know 
I've not seen all the movies from this year, but I saw one that if this is not the best movie of the last calendar year, well, boy, there has to be something out there that's just mind-blowing because I saw one over the weekend that was fantastic. You're probably going to say, Gordon, you just saw that now. Yeah, I'm a little bit behind the times. I'm not going to lie. I got kids. You can't just watch whatever you want whenever you want. It's not the way it works, people. Finally caught up on some movies. I saw 1917 in the theater. Very, very good. I don't know if my viewing of it was a little bit more favorable because I went to like the new theater where you have like the reclining seats and the, the food is the food options are fantastic. When I go to the movies now, it's really not even about the movie. It's about it's a challenge to see how much popcorn I can just sit, shove into my fat face in the, the movie span. I guess the movie was probably about two hours. But my son is super into like war movies right now already. Usually that happens when you hit my age, right? You just start watching the History Channel and everything. That, but no, he's super into it. So he wanted to see 1917. I checked out that it was, you know, some imagery is a little disturbing. But you know what? With the video games that he, that the kids play from, uh, what do you call it? Call of Duty. He's like, ah, no, nah, I've seen That's much normal. worse. Than, yeah, I've seen much worse in the video games. I'm thinking to myself, maybe I, I just got to start watching these video games. What's going on? It was a little, some of the imagery was a little disturbing. But good movie. Solid movie, solid war movie, nothing that, uh, you know, enough action to keep you interested, but there is a story there. It's just not all bang, boom, and all that type of stuff. So very good. But I also saw, finally, it's available for rent now, Joker. That is a phenomenal movie. You're late, Gordon, on that one. I am very late. I will grant you that. Again, I don't get to the movies that often. And certainly, you know, it was I was about halfway through Joker. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? There's no reason why I couldn't have taken my son to see this movie. And then, of course, the second half of the movie. Oh you, yeah, God. you can't take your son on that one. <laughs> a 12-year-old son would have nightmares after that. But what a performance by Joaquin Phoenix. What a movie. And I'm not, you know me, I'm not a comic book guy. I saw all the Marvel ones. They're all the same movie. It's, it's just a different. That's why I didn't of... talk about it with you because oh, I knew you don't like comic book God, movies. God, so. what a performance. That was a deep dive into a fascinating character and the way they went about it and his performance. You could tell he was playing him. As a psychopath, a psychopath who doesn't really have any connection to life. So the way he learns to interact with people is by modeling their behavior and then – but not doing it in the right way, not having that connection mentally. So he just mimics other people. Wow, what a performance. What a movie. I got done watching that. I was like, that was incredible. And you know me. I don't like anything. That was very, very well done. He now, deserved I, Oscar for that one. Does that, definitely. Now, I think that largely he's just a really weirdo guy. I don't really think that he's acting. And the more movies I see, more times than not, I'm like, you know what? This person's really not acting as much as that's just kind of who they are. And it's just the movie that kind of fits who they are. He seems like he's a little, you know, out Is there. Is that why he played that role in Gladiator as well? Because in Gladiator, so. he's like a yeah, little weird. Yeah, little, he's a little weird there too, right? There's certain people. Like, he's not, he's not playing some down-to-earth dad or something like He's a little touched, so I'm not saying he's like that, but wow, what a performance and what a movie. I got done with that. I was like, how do people think that that was not the best picture of the year? That was phenomenal. Now, I haven't seen some of the other ones. I haven't seen Knives Out. I want to see that one. 
I haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari yet. I'll see that this week. Uh, I'll see some of the other ones. But the jo- Joker. Now, you, the problem is I think they're having a sequel. Can't do a sequel. You've given me all the good stuff in that, and you, you hit all the notes perfectly. He was fantastic. The direction was fantastic. The, the 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 look of it was fantastic. I guess they're giving you a sequel because the ending. There's like a no. The, 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 I know, the, the next the, the next movie is just him going up against Batman. It is going to probably be the same thing you've seen a thousand times before of course. with that. But that just the, the character study of that character, the way he did it, and the notes that the, the way they played it, fantastic job, unbelievable. Thumbs up, both thumbs up. I gave a couple of toes up. It was so good. So finally saw Joker, and if you have not seen it so far, I would highly, highly recommend. People put that up against the Irishman? Are you serious? You're watching that movie, and at time, i, I got to be honest, I was sitting there going, oh, my God, this is dark. And it worked. It worked fantastic. All right, so uh, it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York, and... Uh, <laughs> movie reviews of Joker seven months after it came out. That's what we do here, people. That's what we do. But uh, I, we've been talking a lot about the uh, Astros, obviously, and Rob Manfred, his interview on uh, ESPN yesterday. Wanted to play you some of the sound of it because uh, in case you haven't seen it uh, and you have not been made furious as a result of it, I felt like Joker. After hearing some of these answers, I felt like I was getting ready to just snap and just start laughing maniacally. But here's Rob Manfred talking about the investigation and that at some point they knew to get information, they were going to have to go to someone somewhere and get them on their side, offer immunity to somebody and crack the code of silence. Not exactly sure why cracking the code of silence was that important, considering you had already had the silence cracked by Mike Fires, and you had the video. That has the audio. So it should seem pretty simple, but he felt like he had to crack the code of silence. Here's Rob Manford from ESPN. Well, um, you have to pick a group, right? Um, You have to decide, are you going to try to get maybe the field managers and the coaching staff? You're going to try to get the players. Who who are you going to get to tell you uh, what was really going on? We landed on the players really for two reasons. Um, First of all, I believe... Uh, what I wrote in the Yankee Red Sox decision, that fundamentally um, the obligation to make sure players are playing within the rules falls on the general manager and the field manager. Uh, That is their responsibility. Players get paid to compete. We all know competition, people get hot, sometimes they can make bad decisions. The management people are the ones who are responsible in the first instance to make sure what goes on on the field goes on within the, the, the rules that have been established. Um, secondly, we had a problem with the players in this case. Among the things that the Astros um, failed at was after the Yankee-Red Sox decision. I put the clubs on notice as to what exactly the rules were and how they were going to be treated going forward. Among the other failures of that organization, that information never made its way to the players. How is that so, possible? Well, so they just didn't do it. I mean, it's in my report. They, the the, the um, memorandum went to the general manager, and then nothing was done from the GM down. Um, so we knew 
if we had disciplined the players, in all likelihood, we were going to have grievances and grievances that we were going to lose on the basis that we never properly informed them of the rules. So given those two things, number one, I knew where, or I, I, I'm certain where the responsibility should lay in the first instance. And um, given the fact that we didn't think we could make discipline stick with the players, we made the decision we made. Having said that, I understand the reaction. Yeah. I, I mean, the players, um, some of them in a more articulate way than others, have said, admitted they did the wrong thing. And I understand that people want to see them punished for that. And in a perfect world, they would have been punished. All right. So you admit you did not punish the players in any way. And this idea that he puts out there, we had to crack the code of silence, is, is ridiculous. You, most of the work had already been done for you. So at this point, to me, if I were a team and, and seeing the lack of punishment, I would be almost saying to myself, you know what? It's just about if we're going to do something like this. It's just about plausible deniability. The idea that Manford comes out with the decision back when the Red Sox and Yankee thing happened, but that the players, it never filtered down to the players. They knew what they were doing was wrong the entire time. That's why they were hiding it. And when Danny Farquhar called them out and they all panicked, they changed the system slightly to make sure that they wouldn't get caught. So, look, I can understand putting more of the blame on the general manager and the manager, but even that punishment was a slap on the wrist. The example brought up before, John Calpolella, former Braves GM, broke a rule about signing international free agents, was banned for life. Even the people who did get punishment, it's a slap on the wrist. They're sitting out for one year. That was the punishment for Major League Baseball. Now, the Astros came up and, and, and fired both of them, but it seems pretty clear, at least A.J. Hinch, when this season is over, he will absolutely have the chance to manage again. So even you didn't punish the team, you didn't punish the owner, you didn't punish the players, you didn't take away the title. So even of the minuscule punishment that you did hand down, even that's a slap on the wrist compared to other punishments in the past. So then he was asked, what's the reaction to the reaction that you didn't get the players? Yeah, I, I understand. I understand um, people's desire to have the players pay a price for what went on here. Um, I think if you watch the players, um, watch their faces when they oh have to deal God. with this issue publicly, they have paid a price. To think that they're what? skipping down the road into spring training happy. Um, I, Did that, he see the press conference the other day? Of where we are. Having said that, I, the, the desire to have actual discipline imposed on them, I understand it. And in a perfect world, it would have happened. Uh, we ended up where we ended up in pursuit of, uh, really, I think, the most important goal. And that is getting the facts and getting them out there for people but to know. But in the future, it, it might be So different. the most it, important it thing different. was to yes. get the facts and to get them out there. And in the process, by offering them immunity, you took any punishment. It, no, it's not. We already knew the facts, pretty much. 
Maybe they filled in some of the finer detail, but the main bullet points we already knew. So no, that was not just to get the facts and get them out there. It was so that if you, when you found out the facts, you would actually punish the people who committed the crime. Isn't that, wouldn't that be nice? You go to court. Eh, well, you know what? We're just about finding out the facts and getting them out there. This guy robbed a bank. And we all knew he robbed a bank. And when he answers questions about robbing the bank, he feels really bad about it. He's not just skipping down the road with all the money that he stole from the bank. No, he feels very, very bad that you are referring to a time where he took money from the bank. It's I mean, it's laughable. And for him, for, for Rob Manfred to... I don't even know if he even, if he even cares. I can't imagine that he is surprised by the reaction. What other reaction could anybody have? You didn't punish the team that cheated. You didn't punish the players in any way. You didn't punish the owner of the team in any way. Even the people you did punish got a slap on the wrist. And most importantly, nobody has any confidence at all that the Astros aren't still doing this. So then the question is, of course, about stripping the title. And that's not something that I have been in favor of, or at least was not before the punishment handed, was handed down. But here's Rob Manfred on any consideration of stripping the title from the Astros. Well, in the context of my original decision, um, it was something that we talked about and analyzed extensively. It was a big topic of conversation between me and my senior staff. And how did you land on the decision you landed on? Well, I, I landed on it, um, really several thoughts. Number one, um, it has never happened in baseball. Um, you know, and I, I am a believer um, in the idea that precedent matters um, and that when you deviate from it, you have to have a really good reason to do that, number one. Number two, um, I, I thought team sanctioned cheating is not apparently um, gave people a really transparent account of what went on. Right, that's why everybody's um, so ticked off, Rob. We put people in a position to make their own judgments about the behavior we that have. went on. Um, that certainly has happened o- over yeah. the last month. Um, and the idea of, you know, an asterisk or asking for a piece of metal back, um, seems, you know, sort of a futile act. People are always know that there was something about the 2017 World Series, uh, that was different. And they're going to know that because whether we made every decision right or wrong, um, we undertook a really thorough investigation and we had the intestinal fortitude to put out there the facts we found, even though they weren't very pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I mean, it's it's amazing. All right. Coming up, I'll answer that. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I was not somebody who's in favor of stripping titles because we, we saw them win the title. But that answer makes me kind of reevaluate things. And for it's for one simple reason. So we'll get into that coming up. And the poll question. I haven't even mentioned the poll question today, but you can vote on that. It's up on Twitter. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. 
you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. That movie is almost 25 years old. There's a happy Monday for you. you want to be depressed out of your mind? Happy Gilmore is 25 years old. Wow. Released February 16th, 1996. So it was actually yesterday, but our moment of inspiration for this Monday morning. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Our poll question, which we have not even mentioned today. Brian, I blame you for not focusing me in the proper way. It is up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. And it is, who is the worst commissioner of the four major sports? We gave you the four. That would seem to make sense, right? You have four spots. We They named the four. Adam Silver, Rob Manfred, Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman. And it might be just recency bias because I'm sure there have been times, at least for the main three, I don't feel like we've ever really had a deep conversation or even a surface conversation about Gary Bettman on the show. But it's weird. He, he's always the one that gets booed the most. He is. If you did a poll of who gets booed the most, Gary Bettman he his his booing ratio is off the charts. Like there's at least times that Rob Manfred or uh, Roger Goodell or Adam Silver they seem like they're in the good graces or at least not in the bad graces of fans. Gary Bettman through almost I don't think any fault of his own just constantly gets booed. But no, it's not Gary Bettman. And actually, Gary Bettman is not running in last right now. It's actually Adam Silver. I think he has only gotten one vote so far. That's pretty impressive. Just one. And who even knows if that was meant? You know, it's early in the morning. Sometimes people mishit the poll question. But uh, maybe it's just recency bias. But certainly Rob Manfred is the one who is uh, running away with things after his performance throughout the offseason, throughout the investigation into the Houston Astros, which continues to be a story and continues to be the main focus of Major League Baseball. It's not about the moves made in the offseason. It's not about the upcoming season. Maybe at some point it will move on to that. Let's hope so. When you finally have actual games to play, it might move on to that. But we're not at that point right now. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. But when we were going to break there, we played the last cut that uh, Rob Manfred had about the idea, any consideration, of stripping the Astros' title. And he says that he felt like an asterisk or asking for a piece of metal back seemed like a futile act. People will always know something was different about the 2017 season. And whether we made that decision right or wrong, we undertook a thorough investigation and had the intestinal fortitude to share the results of that investigation, even when those results were not very pretty. What the hell is he talking about? What, I mean, what are you talking about? You undertook a thorough investigation. Well, look, maybe they did take a thorough investigation. I will say this. As an outsider, their investigation didn't tell me all that much more than I already could put together from both Mike Fires as well as the videos released by, among other people, John Boy on, uh, on Twitter. And you had the intestinal fortitude to share the results of that investigation. Well, that would have made it worse. We did an investigation, but we're not going to let you know what we know. What I mean, that's not... You're supposed to release the investigation findings if you're going to conduct an investigation and everyone knows that you're conducting an investigation. You don't get any bonus points for simply saying what we already knew. Yeah, this went on. 
If you wanted credit for that, well, I don't know, maybe get on the ball when teams are complaining to you year after year about the Astros cheating. They knew that those things were going on, or at least they should have known, right? We're punishing the Astros and Jeff Lunau for, if not knowing it went on, he should have had the knowledge it was going on. Same thing goes for Major League Baseball. Teams were complaining to you, and until Mike Fires went to the Athletic and told the public what was going on, Major League Baseball didn't do anything. So sorry, Rob, you don't get credit for conducting a thorough investigation when you dragged your feet and didn't do anything until the cat was out of the bag. But the first part of that cut about taking away the title Well, the idea of an asterisk or asking for a piece of metal back seems like a futile act. Yes, it does. But, and I was not in favor of this before the investigation went on or until the investigation results came out. And even afterwards, I wasn't in favor of it. But the more time you have to think about it, it is a futile act. I will grant you that. But what other choice do you have? If you are telling me, and this is what baseball's telling, well, you know, we can't go after the players, and it was a players run schemed because of the realities of the situation with the players union. Well, then you gotta do something. You gave a slap on the wrist to the people who were supposed to be the gatekeepers and Lou now and AJ Hinch. They're gonna be back in the game or at least have the ability to be back in the game after the year is up. So you didn't do anything there. You didn't punish the owner. You didn't punish the players from 2017. You didn't provide even a punishment that will, I would think, cut out this type of stuff from, it's not a deterrent from when you see what you got. So I would agree. Asking for a piece of metal back does seem like a futile act, but the punishment you handed down resulted in a lack of remorse from the players that at least if you took away the title and said no, that title is vacated, even though it's silly. I would agree, I would agree on that. At least then the players can't go out there and give you the answers that they're giving you right now. So yes, I would agree with Rob Manfred. It is a futile act. But if that's all I got, if that's all I can get, if I can, if that's the best deal I can make, well, then that's the deal I'll make. Put an asterisk on it. Put, take the, take the trophy back and no longer refer to them as the 2017 World Series champs. It does seem like a stupid thing. But it's not like you're giving me a whole lot of good options taking away draft picks and finding them $5 million. That's not doing a whole lot for me either. That's doing even less, which is hard to do. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And then the final one I wanted to play, uh, the investigation into the buzzers. How'd that go? Well, the, the, the buzzer allegation, the, the, fi- the tape and everything, we were fully aware of that. Right, that we one you were fully aware of, right, yeah. The investigation. Pay no um, attention to the man behind that, the curtain. Um, in a way, um, the, the piece that no one appreciates is that we found no evidence, not a single witness... Um, who could corroborate can find that them. there were buzzers being used during the 2019 season. Indeed, that they were doing anything inappropriate during the 2019 season. Um, given that the players told us, you know, chapter and verse about 2017 and chapter and verse about 2018, 
um, it does give some credibility to the de- denials that were uniform uh, uh, about the use of buzzers in 2019. Um, can I tell you 100% certain that um, it didn't happen? Uh, no, you can never know that. You got to, you know, people tell you what they tell you. I, I, I will tell you the evidence on this issue um, was as consistent in the direction that nothing was going on as the evidence was consistent in the direction that there was inappropriate behavior in 17 and 18. All right. So his main point there is, well, they were honest about 2017 and they were honest about 2018. So that would lead you to believe they're being honest now. Does it? Maybe, maybe that can be your takeaway. And I'm sure baseball, who just wants you to move on and focus on other things, that's going to be their takeaway. My takeaway would be, well, they were honest about 2017 and 2018 because they were already caught. They were already busted. And I don't know for sure that they were doing something illegal in 2019. It certainly feels that way. And the feeling of people within baseball, that's their feeling. And they have shown to be far more accurate on this thing than Major League Baseball has been. But maybe the reason they're not being honest about 2019 is because they still plan on doing it in 2020. So no, that doesn't make me feel a whole lot better, Rob. Sorry. So one of the things that Rob Manford wanted to stress clearly yesterday was, well, look, it's not a perfect world. We can't do this. We can't do that. But the main thing you can take away is that we did a thorough investigation. We turned over every rock. We looked in every hole. We did everything you could do to get to the bottom of this. Okay. I don't agree, but okay, if that's your point you want to make. Well, it's interesting. One last one before we go to the phones. Carlos Correa, as part of his fighting back at the things being said about the Astros and their tainted championship, was the reason why Jose Altuve didn't want anyone to rip off his jersey. No, as it turns out, he was lying. It wasn't about his wife not wanting to take off his shirt. No, no, that that story is ridiculous. The real reason was because he has this tattoo, this really bad tattoo. And he didn't want that to be exposed. It's a really bad tattoo. I mean, I, I, and now I, I got to see this tattoo. I mean, it's got to be the worst tattoo in the history of tattoos. So somebody asked Rob Manfred, Mr. We did as thorough an investigation as humanly pot. We looked over. We looked at everything. Somebody asked him, did you look at the tattoo? I think it was Ken David off of the post. I could be wrong. And Rob Manfred laughed off the question like it wasn't serious. Well, wait a second. You're talking about the buzzers. You haven't been able to find any evidence. The person's already come out and let you know that they were lying about the reason given. But here's the real reason. And it's very easily to be verified, right? Is it a lie or not? And they didn't even check that part of it out, which should take 10 seconds. But no, it's a, it's a super thorough investigation. Okay. Just look. There's <laughs> more home runs, people. Hey, how about this wacky playoff format? Yonk, yonk, yonk. Just focus on this other stuff. <laughs> don't, don't pay attention. Don't bother with that. Let's go see Sonic the Hedgehog. That made $57 million. 
Let's go out to Sal in Aberdeen. Sal. Hey, uh, on the poll question, uh, Adam Silva is definitely the worst because he looks like Nostradamus. <laughs> that, that, I don't really know what Nostradamus looks like. You know, uh, it's a 19, I think the 1920s, it was a Dracula film. Oh, no, it's it's, it's not Nostradamus. Nostradamus is the predictions guy. Oh, uh, Nostradamus. There you go, there you go, Nostradamus, whatever. All right. <laughs> he does like that guy. All right. Um, the Astros, I'm just, you know, I just, I just had enough. I mean, to me, in a way, it's good for baseball because everyone's talking about it, but it's bad, and... To me, the, the steroid era was much worse than this because you had cherished records that, you know, were tainted now. Yeah, uh, that, that is fair. I, I don't think that anything – but see, the thing with with the steroids is is that you don't really know who was doing it, but you know that a lot of people were, di- were doing it. And in terms of the impact on the records, absolutely, that is bad. But this is about an entire season that was completely tainted. Like, it's pretty clear if the Astros weren't doing this, they wouldn't have won the World Series. Someone else probably would have won the World Series. That's really bad. And as bad as the steroids were, it does seem like it was far more of an even playing field than this is. Because while other teams might have been trying to steal signs, nobody was taking it to this level. And this level directly impacted the game. There's no question about it. James in Jersey. James, go, my man. Hey, good morning, Gordon. Just playing it simple. I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, Manfred needs to be fired. I don't know who does. I don't know who does that, but he needs to go because when the police aren't can't police themselves, the inmates are going to run the asylum, and Houston's going to get thrown at a ton, and it's going to happen over and over and over again until something happens. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but see, you know what the problem is, James? His his job is not to be the police. His job is to be the banker. His job is to make the money. And that and he's doing a fantastic – that's his actual job, to make sure that the owners are making more and more money and not leaving a single dollar on the table, and he's doing a fantastic job of that. So the owners are not going to get rid of him for that reason alone. D in Queens. D, go, my man. I don't understand how there's not lawsuits left and right. They got that one guy, but he was a bum. But the, they directly affected you, Darvish's earnings. What if you're a gambler um, playing Kershaw? We got to look at him completely different. Like, this is nuts that they're getting such a light sentence. Like, if they didn't have a class action lawsuit, wouldn't that really, like, screw over, um, you know, Major League Baseball? Shouldn't yeah. they have done a, like, punish them more? I, look, D, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I would know the legal ramifications, the legal strength of their case. I would feel like it's probably pretty weak. Uh, I don't know that for sure. I am not a lawyer, as I mentioned many times, but uh, it seems like that's a bit of a stretch. I would just simply like for there to be something from Major League Baseball that would at least, I'd at least be able to hang my hat on this. I'd at least be able to say, you know what? All right, they got away with it. 2017's completely tainted, but at least this happened. Baseball didn't give you any of that. Even the people that were punished doesn't seem like they were punished all that harshly. And none of the punishment, none of the investigations, none of the findings makes you feel like that this is even over, that they're not going to be doing something else this year to impact the game even more. All right, that's going to do it for today. Vote on the poll question, please. We will see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.